Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, October 15th, 2021. It's just before 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record. Um, and I, I did, did I say who I am? I'm Sam Minter, and Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Hello. So our agenda today is, of course, we're going to do but first where Yvonne and I talk about whatever for a little bit. But our two main topics are going to be all of the supply chain issues that are going on, and then a section on the Democrats. Like, what is up with the Democrats? That's everything from infrastructure to Biden approval to what's going on with the January 6th investigations to what... um, uh, what's his name is doing over at DOJ to just generally what the democratic prospects are for 2022, 2024 and the future. And like, uh, there's been a lot of debate this week about like what approach they should be taking. And there's this thing that has been called popularism that, uh, has been being advocated in, and then there've been people saying why that isn't a good idea, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about all that kind of nonsense. Those are our main topics. But first, it's time for But First. And I believe you went last week, Yvonne. So I should go first this time? Yes. Yes, you should go first. But that makes me have to think of something. Oh, God. Heaven forbid. Your brain (laughs) might explode. I'm going to start with something small. Set my little timer. Ten minutes for for me. Um, I'll I'll start with something small. Uh, Captain Kirk did not die this week. He did not. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, so for those of you who haven't been following along, William Shatner was one of the passengers on the second peopled flight of the Blue Origin rocket. And, right. you know, and, you know, there's some argument does it really go high enough to be space? Maybe not, but it goes high. You get some, you get a few minutes of, uh, <laughs> You get a few minutes of zero G, you get uh, a nice view of the earth, etc. And so, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos invited William Shatner uh, to be, who, who of course played Captain Kirk on Star Trek. Um, for those of you that didn't know that. Yeah, yes, for anybody else spoiler alert. didn't know that. Spoil, yes. Big spoiler alert. Um, uh, to, to be on this uh, ride, uh, they had some nice pictures of, they gave him a gold uniform, like in the original Star Trek, and they gave all of his other people on the flight, red uniforms, so that we all expected them to die. Um, but <laughs> but no, no one died. It was a successful flight. And uh, there, you know, once they landed, this video of uh, of Shatner gushing to Jeff Bezos about how amazing the experience was and such. And uh, he also set a record. Uh, if you count Blue Origin as going to space then he is the oldest person yet to have gone to space. He's, uh, he's okay, 90 so people years are old. are even arguing whether this is space, too? Oh, yeah. Like, th- this is one of the things that was between Blue Origin and the Virgin Galactic folks. Um, mm-hmm. Both of these are slightly lower than what has traditionally been the definition of the beginning of space. But they, they both want to count it as good enough. Well, it's what the FAA definition is of space, but not necessarily what's well, that, I know that there. That, there's that's the thing. That... There's there's no like 
Yeah, there's no official like there's, you know. It, it's there's it's no not official like, delimiter of what space is. Yeah, you know the the only thing that's sort of based on sort of a physical reality is did you actually go into orbit? Okay, right. and none of these are orbital flights. Yeah, none of these are orbital flights. That's cool. you know. Otherwise, it's just a question of well, how high up did you go? Because yeah, like I yeah, mean, yeah, you yeah. can do the zero g in the vomit comet. You know, right. You know, and, and and so like, yeah, so this is a definitional question, but you know, let's give Captain Kirk this. He is now the oldest person to have gone to space. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm ninety plus years That's... old, and apparently he really liked it. He thought it was amazing. Uh, his comments on it were basically mostly around how thin the atmospheric layer is and how sort of you know, fast you go through it, which is a function of how fast the rocket goes, of course, but also, like, right. once you're up there, being able to clearly see how thin a layer it is on top of our planet before you're out in space. Um, and, and and so, I guess, uh, uh, good for Captain Kirk, good for Jeff Bezos for doing this a second time without killing anybody, and, um, <laughs> you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what's next, I guess. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I, yeah, there's, as usual, every time one of these are in the news, there's a lot of criticism over, like, you know, just billionaires having fun with their money, doing this kind of stuff. Um, and so far, it, it kind of is that, but, you know, Bezos has talked specifically about his ultimate goal. You know, um, what, what's his name? Elon Musk. His ultimate goal is he wants to go live on Mars and take a whole bunch of people with him so that, like, if Earth is destroyed, there's still another outpost of humanity. That's what Musk says his ultimate goal is. Bezos says his ultimate goal is to move heavy industry off the planet so that it doesn't pollute the planet. Goals are bad. I mean, I, I, I gotta admit, to, to, neither of the goals are bad. Yeah, I mean... Look, there, there are some issues in terms of even if you move industry off the planet, you have the rockets themselves, you know, can potentially cause problems. But, you know, Bezos, again, Bezos one of Bezos' rocket is clean. Yeah, Bezos's rocket is pretty damn clean compared to the traditional rockets. It basically produces water as exhaust. Um, right. You know, there, there's more things that go into getting it to that point, of course. Well, but right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Of course. But, yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I can't. Now, are those necessarily the best ways to tackle those problems? Like, I think it was Prince William, of all people, who uh, today uh, or yesterday uh, said something about, like, you know, these billionaires should concentrate on making things better here on Earth rather than these sort of far-flung escape plans, essentially, um, and that there, there are more things they could do here. And... I don't know. There's some argument about what's the most efficient way you could tackle problem X, Y, or Z. Uh, people always talk about how, you know, um, you know, the, with the amount of cash somebody like a Bezos has, there are all sorts of things they could do that would materially positively impact people's lives tomorrow if he chose to do that. And that's, he's choosing to do something else. Um, and you can contrast sort of you know, what Musk and Bezos are doing versus what Gates did versus whatever versus like, couldn't you just tax all these people and have the government do something better? Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm okay 
with these folks experimenting in these different areas and coming at it from different approaches and seeing where they get. And, you know, do I think that, you know, Jeff Bezos uh, or Elon Musk will succeed in exactly the their stated long-term goals anytime in, you know, the next 20, 30 years? Probably not, you know? Maybe they'll I, push... I don't know! Maybe they'll push things directionally so it'll get there eventually. But, you know, I mean, like, moving all heavy industry off the earth is a pretty big lift, right? But maybe well, not, you could maybe you could do a little but, bit. But, but exactly. You but can I'm experiment that, with doing a little bit yes, and do yes, the proof of yes. concept that maybe in a few generations results in some, uh, you know, huge, you know, large percentages being moved. And, right. you know, Elon Musk... Yeah, he said he wants to have millions of people on Mars within like 20 years or something. That seems a bit ambitious, but maybe he could have a, you know, a small group of people get there. Maybe he could have like 10, 20, 30,000, 50,000. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like 20, but yeah, maybe. Okay, well, I said something between 10 and 50, so somewhere in that range. Well, I was saying 20, like not 20,000, like 20. Oh, you mean 20? <laughs> oh, Okay, well, that's that's a tiny amount. <laughs> well, I, I figure, you know, these things are harder than people think. And, you know, I, I, getting a, 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 it's one thing to do like we did in the moon landings 50 years ago uh, and get a few people up there for a short visit. It's an entirely different thing to get a large population living permanently. And... It feels like that's more than 20 years away. Well, I mean, look, it depends on, obviously on how complicated it is and how how, how much it costs, right? And so it, one of the things sometimes about some of our developments, it, it's people sometimes figure out a way to simplify something that, yeah. used, to that used to be extremely, extremely comp complicated, right? And I mean, come on, look, you go back 100 years ago, um. Uh, and if I told you a hundred years ago that uh, I wanted to get to go and get to London tomorrow by 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 you know let's see by by Saturday morning, it's insane. Yeah. And a hundred a hundred years ago, about, you were, yeah, a hundred years ago, you are now past the Wright brothers. So it, it, at least it's conceivable. Make it a hundred and fifty years we ago. Had we had a rock. I mean, well, that's a, that's what I'm saying. We had, I mean, we had a rudimentary airplane, kind of yeah. like we have rockets right now, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like we could carry like you know, I could load a plane with like 500 people and get right, get them right. all there like you know, in eight hours. And so developments move, and and let's let's be clear that development happened fifty years ago. Yeah, because it was with the, with the seven four seven. Because these developments so, often go in spurts as well. Like right, you'll, you'll right. have a very very slow development for a long time, and then suddenly, you know, you'll you'll hit. There'll be some transformational event that suddenly makes things possible that weren't possible before, and then you have right. a big spurt. And then you sort of level off, and then you sort of level off again for a while, you know? Right, right. Um, and, and then you wait for the next spurt. It's not like continuous improvement the whole time. Well, I mean, you have... Well, you have some continuous improvement. Like, you know, just talking about, like, you know, iPhones and iPads and such. This was one of those, like, the introduction of the original iPhone was a huge difference from what came before. Exactly. Or yes, maybe you yes. maybe you could put the real like once once you added the App Store and the iPhone 3G 
5G or whatever it was. Maybe that was was a big one. But but really, the iPhone, just call it the iPhone, was a yeah. big leap from everything that came before. Then it leveled off. You know, now, now yes, we get, it's leveled off. We yes. get new iPhone releases and we're like, oh, okay, it's it's incrementally better than the last one. But it's not like opening up entire vistas of new things that we couldn't have imagined before. It's just right. doing those same things better. And, and, and I think you see the same thing in these other areas where, you know, you're looking for that big incremental jump. Uh, or not big increment. You're looking for that big jump as opposed to the slow, gradual, incremental improvements. And, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I think there's been an amazing amount of pro... Uh, there, there has been an amazing amount of progress in the private space race, you know, between these billionaires. Um, and Elon's clearly ahead of the others. <laughs> you know, SpaceX is, like, you know, way ahead of what the other two are doing at the moment. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, there's been an amazing amount of progress. Do they have a long way to go? Sure. But, you know, this all has happened relatively quickly. They've essentially caught up to where governments have been, you know, earlier. And now it's a question of pushing forward. Well, not really. Uh, let's be clear. I mean, I'll go and say it again. I mean. Yeah, Saturn V was bigger, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we got to the damn moon. We're I mean, we're not we're quite the fucking, there yet. We're not quite I mean, there yet, we, but we're we, definitely we got to the moon. We fucking got to the moon in less than ten years, Sam. <laughs> I mean, John F. Kennedy said that damn speech, and in less than ten years, we fucking made it happen. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say it again. Nothing, nothing we have ever done as a technological achievement is as impressive as that fucking thing we did. Nothing. A bomb? No. Nope. Okay. No. I think that's the only thing that comes close. Yeah. Is is the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I, I agree completely. It, 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 the lift that it took to get from where that started to where that ended was huge. It was a massive operation. Um, you know, and and Yes, you're, you're right. We're, the, the private folks haven't quite caught up yet. Not till they actually land on the moon. When they, um, when one of these guys lands on the damn, lands on the moon or something or whatever, then they finally caught up. Yeah. Do, do you think when, like, Elon Musk does that, he'll, like, well, you know, he hasn't even gone up on his own things yet. You know, Bezos and um, Branson have, but, like, Elon Musk right. hasn't gone up on his own rockets yet. Um so like whenever I don't know I was gonna say like when when Elon goes do you think he'll insist on going to the moon himself but he hasn't done that so far now if yes, Bezos did so it far. maybe Bezos would <laughs> you know right or Branson uh, but right. um, but yeah yeah so anyway yeah uh, the point was Captain Kirk went to Mars oh wait no not not Mars, Mars? no Mars he did, he did not go to Mars <laughs> yeah. He yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, but nobody died and Captain Kirk went to space and was really, really happy about it. It was kind of fun to watch, even though, to be honest, you know, watching his like Twitter, you know, Shatner's kind of a dick, you know, but okay, whatever. Captain Kirk went to space. Let's just leave it at that. I mean, Shatner, oh, Shatner, Shatner. I mean, he's been to be kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, well, anyway. Anyway, anyway, your turn. Go. 
Well, speaking of big dicks, okay, all right, oh, as you just mentioned, okay, all right. Look, I got to talk about this the scandal that that uh, erupted in, in the NFL related to 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 that led to the resignation of the coach of one, of one of the NFL teams. Okay, and okay. the reason I'm bringing it up is, is and is, I have not is, followed this in the slightest. So. I did share the so look. Th- I've this seen is some tweets. I saw your thing, but I was like, yeah, "This is a story that right. erupted from an investigation that happened into into one of the teams related to a whole a, a very toxic environment at the team." And they had been doing an in depth dive of emails and communications and so forth and so on uh, from this team. Okay, and 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 who, people that were receiving it and so forth and. Well, the one thing that that came up is that there, there was this person uh, that you know he was an announcer on TV on ESPN for a long time, and then got hired as a coach. And he used to be a coach. He used to be a coach in Tampa Bay and in in, in Los Angeles, and then he went to TV, and then he went back to coaching. But the relevant thing why I'm bringing it up is because the reason why it became an uproar is because he was sending some. And this is up until 2018. Some emails that were... It's just the things that he was appalled at. And and the, the racism displayed in him. And the, it's, it's beyond the racism. Because I think that one of the things that, we, that we've seen that we expect is that this country is a hell of a lot racist than we ever thought. Uh Ever since you know, we well the, the, in the, the last six the, or seven years, those of us who weren't directly subject to it the whole time and were telling everybody else, but no one would listen. I would say that even my family was subjected to it, and I still didn't think it was. it was that it was that pervasive. Okay, right. Yes, I knew it existed, but it's just so much more. Okay, that than even what I you know with my family having experienced it thought it was. It, but it's just man. This guy just didn't take on, um, you know, make some racist comments. He was bitching about women becoming NFL referees. Mm. I mean, in this, in this, you know, in twenty, you're complaining about women at work. Twenty fucking eighteen. He was complaining about. I mean, he he took out. Oh my god, safety of people, player safety. He was like, ah. Fuck the players, you know? I'm like, it, it was just the the level of disdain for almost practically anything. Oh, the homophobia. Holy shit. So was wait, he did, a homophobe? Did, did you did you say the team and the guy's name? Or did, okay, so so the coach we're talking about John Gruden was okay. the is the coach in question. Okay, that 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 wrote the emails. He's a coach of the Raiders. He was announcer of Monday Night Football, and these emails were directed towards the Washington. Well, now they're called the Washington Football Team because a couple of years ago, because of the uproar related to the fact that Redskins is a racial slur, they took off the name of the, a, a team, and they're now called the Washington Football Team because they haven't been able to decide on a fucking name for the team. Okay, so, uh, and it was like to the president of that team. Now, one thing is that. People are still trying to figure out why this was leaked and why he was targeted. Because they went through 650,000 emails. And the one thing that people are saying right now, dude, there's got to be more shit like this from some of these people, right? And whether that's the, whether that's going to drop. But I, I think th- this 
you know, this level of just, I mean, it wasn't just a racism, Sam. I mean, homophobia. I mean, every fucking, I mean, it's just everything. I mean, women at work. I mean, it was like this guy wanted this to be what, 1945? I mean, this guy is not that old. Okay. And I was just like, you know, and, and, and a lot of people, including a lot of black people that have been with them, they were just like, I, I, you know, we were just in shock that this guy was such a person. Hmm. And that he, and you know, and, and again, that he felt so comfortable. He fucking wrote this on fucking emails. I mean, just put it in writing and sent it to the official. This wasn't on his person. He sent it to from his personal email, but was sending it to the email account of the president of the damn football team, like you, on fucking With, work accounts. And, and to be clear, this was not many, many years ago. This was like in the last year and a half. This was no, no, no. The, the emails are from 2011 to 2018. Oh, okay, that's okay. older than I thought. All right, it's a little bit older, but it's not. But it's it's not 30 years. But it's not 30. But it's not 30 years ago, okay? All right? It's not 30 fucking years ago, okay? okay? It's relatively recent. And, you know, I, I was just, it's it, it's the attitude, it's just beyond the racism. It's just almost, I mean, this guy is against being in 2021, okay? Let's be clear. Women should be back in the kitchen, I guess. And, you know... Gays, fuck gays, and every, I mean, I'm just everything. But then the other guy that was also in the news about that there was a special that was on Netflix that, that Netflix paid this guy a ton of money for this stupid show, which I that was I've just the said, Chappelle I, guy, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're Listen, moving on. I didn't okay. even watch the the special, okay? Um, because I never liked Dave Ch- Chappelle's comedy, and I never understood what the damn. Why so so many people were um, just liking his comedy, and I, I just never got it. And then, you know what? He hadn't been on TV and for a while, and then he launched a show um, that's on Netflix. And I mean, it was just uh, you know he says it's he's joking, but honestly. He's just an. He's just. I mean, he well, hates homosexuals. Well, and specifically, like uh, the the biggest criticism came from anti-trans comments, specifically, right? Oh God! Oh my God! Jesus! He's super anti-trans. Yeah, and he's just like. I mean, here's another guy that wants the planet to turn back the clock on some things, I guess. 20, 30 years, too. And I was just like, what the hell? They paid you, like, all this money? You went on fucking TV? And basically, as some people said, I mean, he was just... I, I mean, people looked at it, and they saw... They, they watched it, and it was just like some angry asshole up there. It wasn't funny Well, and compar- to anybody. Comparing these two cases, though, the, the football guy's gone, right? The He's the resigned, kicked them out, whatever. He's gone, yes. Meanwhile, yes. Netflix is standing by keeping this thing on their channel. Yeah, I know. And they're doubling down on basically... And one interesting thing I saw that them say is like, look, yeah, if one of our employees said this while they were at the office, 
that would not be acceptable. And they'd at least be disciplined, maybe fired. But this is entertainment. It's okay to to show here. Uh, this isn't so, funny. Well, it, but there. Oh, look, I, I'm going to say this. I, because I'm not a fan of Chappelle. Yeah. I did not subject myself to watching this garbage. Okay. All right. And, but, uh, but what Netflix you know. is saying is that you may think it's not funny. Lots of people may be very unhappy with what he I said. I got to tell you that but, the universal but lots reviews, of people, there, it, it, lots of people man, watched it anyway. I've seen a lot of people that were Chappelle fans. There's there's somebody I know that went to, I think he was having shows or something or whatever, like recently, and they went to see the show. And because, oh man, big Chappelle fans or whatever. And they they went to the show and they were like, this is just not funny. It's just not. And so, um, and look, I, I do think that humor has changed um, in certain ways. I, I, I will be, I, I will pronounce myself guilty of, uh, of you know, some time ago uh, using some words that were about gay people as in, as an insult to people. Not that I was against gays. It's just that it was common to use that as, as an insult to people when I grew up. And I don't even want to say the words because it embarrasses me yeah, to say, uh, say them right now. But it was something that I thought was just a funny insult to somebody. Not that I was against gays, but I used it. But I realized that, that I mean, by doing that, what I was doing is just, I'm perpetuating this thing where being gay is wrong. Right. That's what I'm doing. And no. I mean, no. I can't do it. I I, I won't do it. I'm just not going to do that. So what, what, do you th- um, what do you think in the Chappelle kind of situation? Like, should Netflix be saying, okay, we're not even going to put this on our channel? Or should they be I like, mean, you know, I there's a whole the guy, variety. I, I'm sorry, but you know what? They recorded this thing. Look, if... Well, here's a problem, right? I, 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 maybe I'm not the right guy to judge this because I never thought that this guy was funny. Okay, uh, but what I will say is that based on what I saw, a lot of people that watched it and just left and just were appalled. I'm like, man, come on! Are you telling me that nobody watched this on Netflix after he did this and just said, "Oh my God, what the fuck have we done with our money? What are we doing?" You know. Well, the answer to that might be. Um, you know, a whole bunch of people are going to not like this, but some people are going to, we've got a lot of things on our network. This is just one of them. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch. I I guess that, 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 that is a possible reaction. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I get that. You know, and, and I mean, there's certainly like, if you start going looking at everything that's available, you know, to, to stream on Netflix and other places, if you go looking for things that are offensive, you're going to find plenty. I think that there is one thing that when you portray something as, you, you, you know, you show, say, look, you did a movie about Nazi Germany and you showed the Jews being carted off and executed, okay? I mean, Jesus, you know, and how they were treated. That That's just, that's historical. That's you portraying how things are, okay? And what happened. You're not you're you're not saying this is cool. I really think that in Chappelle's in Chappelle's case, when this is supposed to be comedy, comedy, um, you know, and 
and I I don't think that he was being comedic. I th- he was taking on these groups and saying quite a lot of things against them, and he well, has and, and, set them outside. And, uh, you uh, look, know, uh, and to be clear, I don't want to. I don't want to be defending him. But at the same no, no, time, no, I know you're you, playing you, the devil's advocate. I, yeah, I get but what you, you're you, doing. Said, you you said like um, you know comedy's changed. Like if you look back at like seventies comedy, it is full of this crap. Against oh yeah! Every like ethnic humor was like one yes. of the main genres of humor. Yes, you know, uh, ragging on like you know your wife and women, or on what the Italians are doing, or what this was like. You know, like you know, when we when we were growing up, like you know, pick your ethnicity, like Polish jokes or whatever. What there was a yes. whole genre of this stuff. Yes. You know, yes. And yes. this kind of thing, for the most part, today, you know, people would look askance at, and like, wh- yes, that is so. Like, you know, maybe you can certain people can get away with it if they're making fun of their own group. But if you're right. making fun of somebody else's group, then people are going to be like, uh, that's making me uncomfortable. Um, yes. You know, and, but at the same time, do you... Well, I think the, the main reason, but the main reason why that is so, and why it's, 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 you can't take it that it's comedy at face value, is because of how you're finding that so many of these people that supposedly were being, ha ha ha, very funny, whatever, you know what? We're no, actually fucking bigots. Yes. You know, and, it, and that is that's <coughs> that's the problem with why I have difficulty <coughs> considering it as comedy anymore. Because those fucking people he thought, ah, oh, he's just making a joke, whatever about them. No. Those guys are really bigoted. Yeah. Those guys are really racist. And that's why they're saying that. They're not saying it as a joke. Yeah. The the and that's just, the just a joke is often a cover for incredibly toxic things. And I think we're much more aware of that now than we were decades ago. Yes. And yeah. and it's still, like, all, all the time comes up. I mean, e- even, like, when you, you you start talking about, like, you know, some of the crazy Trump stuff we've had over the few, last few years where people, you know, Trump says something absolutely outrageous. Oh, it was just a joke. Right. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. Like if I was Netflix, I don't think I'd put this on. Cause the way I look at it is, yeah, I don't want to censor, but like companies like this have no obligation to be the distributor or to be the one promoting it. Um, you know, they can choose what is okay to be on their platform and, you know, I know they don't want this sort of editorial responsibility of deciding what's okay and what's not, because, you know, nobody's going to agree on what's okay and what's not. And there's some not okay that another group of people is really going to love and when there's a market for it. But, you know, sorry, that's content distribution company is. And you had what is or is not on your platform. And, you know, I, I don't know, make the responsible choice. You know, and if somebody else wants to distribute them, God bless, you know? Yes, exactly. I, I just don't think it's, it's, it's a combination, you know, it's the worst of both worlds. It's not funny and it's offensive. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just about as bad as you can get. Okay. Well, with that, uh, let us take a break. And when we come back. We will talk about supply chain stuff, which, like, you know, I, I, 
I've been sort of watching like how much people have been talking about it. I mean, it's been an ongoing topic of conversation essentially since the pandemic started. And I know Yvonne knows a lot about this kind of stuff. So we're, we're going to let Yvonne teach us a little bit, I guess. Right. Something. Okay. Back after this. Hi, my name is Brandy Donaghy, and I'm running for Snohomish County Council in District 5. Our county is made up of many vibrant communities, and I will work to ensure that everyone is as strong and self-sufficient as it can be. For more information or to get involved, visit my website at brandyforcouncil.com. I'm Brandy Donaghy, Democrat for Snohomish County, and I'm asking for your vote. Paid for by Friends of Brandy Donaghy. Okay, we are back. So I guess the high-level thing that I know about from watching the news is basically supply chain lines all across the world have been fucked up for a while. They're pretty fucked up now. People are talking about backlogs of ships that can't unload at ports all over the place. And people are now starting to talk about crunches where, you know, we talked last week about the the fuel issues in Europe and especially the UK. Here they're now talking about like, you know, hey, buy your Christmas presents for your kids now because there's going to be a toy shortage coming into Christmas because people can't get the can't get the toys to where they need to go. Um, you know, I was on TV the other day saying he'd there's an arrangement to like some of the ports to go 24 seven that they weren't doing before, blah, 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 blah. Yvonne, what's going on? Well, it's a very complicated ripple effect from what's happened over the last 24 months. Um, you know, it's all because of <clears> that of the boat things- in the Suez Canal, right? Well, that is some that is I know. a factor, I know. but it's not the only factor because it's, it's what I mentioned is a ripple. Yes, right. Yes. Where the problem is that one one event has a, a a a lagged effect that ripples across many things. Okay, and so a closure like at the Suez Canal, right, doesn't have an impact immediately. Okay. But when you take the time that it's the trans the, the shipment times that it takes for a product, say especially we're talking about say let's go back to say it's raw materials, okay? So shipment time from like Asia through the Suez to Europe, thirty to forty five days, okay? All right. So when all of a sudden you go and you wind up with a ship like that blocking that supply line for a couple of uh, weeks, right? Uh, then what happens is it, 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 it all of a sudden plants have to shut down because they don't have the parts. They it, it, And then it, it creates a cascade of problems much further down the line that then restarting them is always more complicated. And let's be clear, it's the other part, the restart, when so many companies around the world laid off people because of pandemic shutdowns, okay? Which is another problem. And the virus surges as well. All of these are a series of ripples that are so difficult. It's it's the question of, well, if they laid off... In China, they were giving a ton of money and subsidies for people to keep employees on the payroll. So they wouldn't do that, okay? So so the Chinese, even though there are disruptions, they, 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 there are, have been China disruptions... China has tried the hardest to minimize them. 
but there were still disruptions, okay? And they're one of the biggest suppliers. But there are other countries that have been important in supply chains like right now in recent years, like Vietnam, for example, uh, Thailand or something, where, you know, in a lot of those countries, look, if there was a demand, they shut, they fired all the people. They didn't have the money to give to give people to, to you know, to stay out of payroll if, there's, if, they, if they had to be shut down. And so the problem with this is that you fire people it, it it's you don't you don't hire them back all immediately and all of a sudden they're working. It's not like they all just sat around and were waiting for you to hire them back. It's very possible they went on to do something else. I went I equated it to somebody as as uh, you take a you take a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, right? It takes you months and months to put together. You could wreck it in like two seconds, but if you got to put it back together, well, it's going to take you a long time to put back together. And that's the, and that's what's going on with the supply chain in a lot of cases where all of a sudden, like Toyota had a shortage of like uh, certain vehicles because all of a sudden there was a manufacturer in Vietnam that was making a part. The company had to shut down because they had a massive COVID outbreak. And all of a sudden they had to stop production in Japan for I don't know how long because of a shortage of one part. And, you know, so so this is how you're getting these ripples. And then here's the other problem that's that's happened, because we were short on a lot of stuff, okay? Then what's happened is... And and this this is sort of the making up for lost time. Like, things slowed down, and then they started coming back up again, and so you're like, okay, we need, like, twice as much as we usually have of this thing, because, like... Everybody right. wants it now because they wanted to replace their whatever it was six months ago, but they couldn't because everything was shut down, yes. but now they want it. Right. Now they want it. So guess what happened? Did they make the port bigger so it could handle twice as many of the, of the shit to go through? No. So fuck. They're loading all these ships and they're like, well... We can't offload. I mean, we can't load them onto the ships. We can't offload them. There's just not enough capacity to handle such a surge. Okay? And that's the problem. There just wasn't enough. And so, you know, people are taking cargo planes out, uh, 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 out, uh, 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 you know, from, from, from mothballs and putting them to service, converting other places, whatever. But you can't, you can't do that that quickly. You can't expand the capacity that quickly. Plus, we also had a cargo shortage in the, in the air. It was commercial aviation that slowed down, so you lost that capacity. And so, look, you've got situations where uh, all the rates have gone through the roof. Uh, Container rates went through the roof. I mean, it's like getting a container itself, getting a damn container was a problem, which is another delay, okay? Think about this. You got to... Orders with double. Okay, maybe the plant can make them. And then they're like, okay, great. Where's the container to put them in? Oh, we can't get you one for two weeks. <laughs> so you're like, shit. I mean, p- people are fighting for containers in China. Then you get the container to the, the, to the damn port. And the port is so clogged, okay? You can't get get it onto a damn ship, okay? Then you finally get it on, 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 onto the ship, okay? And then it gets to another port. And the fucking port is so overloaded with ships arriving that... You know what? It's got to just sit out there and anchor. You're waiting until the damn thing gets off the off off there. And you say, great, I need this more urgent. I'm going to put it on a freaking airplane. Well, the air freight rates went through the roof, and everybody's air shipping shit that they need urgently, so you're also fighting for space on the damn airplanes. 
it's just it, it, it's it's and, and I'll add once once you get it to the city you want it to go to or the continent in the case of the shipping you also have a shortage of truckers as well right to- well yes in many places yes absolutely um you know we were talking about that in the UK it's one of the reasons why they're having shortages of a whole bunch of stuff because they they don't have any damn truckers. But that's true all over the place, too. That is true all over the place. Not not as bad in other places, but yeah, it's like, you know, but yeah, but there is a shortage of truckers, too. So it's just, it's just that this this ripple effect from the pandemic uh, really has not settled back down. Uh, And, you know, our supply chains were not made, they were really made to to a certain extent. We kept working on a, a, on on just in time in many cases. I mean, if you think about it, iPhones and all these things, Which right? re- just I in mean, time relies on really good ability to predict demand, right? Yes. So, and very little inventory. Right. And so if you have a situation where all of a sudden, uh, you know, you've got spikes in either direction, up or down, yep. you end up having problems with that that whole just in time thing, because either you're going to have inventory building up in a place that's not set up to have inventory build up, or you're going to run out. Or you're going to run out. You're going to run out. Cause it's an entire, the old way used to it. Yeah. The old way of having sort of inventory stockpiles everywhere up and down the chain, uh, you know, was considered the old way cause it's inefficient and whatever, but it's more resilient to some of these kinds of changes. And it's costly, okay? Yeah, you and know, it's costly. it's costly. It also it also subjects you to obsolescence, another problem. Yep. Okay. You know, look, one of the reasons why we moved away from this, I remember look, I, I remember 20 years ago where I had this problem with like a PC shipment, okay, when I was working at HP. And somebody had ordered and, and put in inventory, and this was like it is something that we it, we were supposed to be forbidden from, but stuck about half a million dollars worth of PCs in inventory in an office in Venezuela. Okay, <laughs> for an order that was supposedly was going to come in. Well, guess what? The customer canceled the order. And these damn things, you know, they sat there 90 days. After 90 days, that model was already obsolete. Right. They'd already been replaced. In the, in, in, the, in, the damn, in our catalog, we were changing models so quickly that it was already obsolete. And then I'm like, fuck, what the hell are we going to do with these made-to-order, you know, Half a million dollar worth of PCs. We have to write them off. They, they, I mean, in 90 days, they basically became, I think we we dumped them later and recovered something. But in, in less than 90 days, we lost like more than half the value of it, which is why people were like, no, we have to be just in time. But the problem is with just in time is a problem like what we're having right now, where all of a sudden, well, I need a PC. Well, shit. Like right now, sometimes I, I know that I... My, I go to places, you can't get shit. Look, my father, we, we were having this discussion. He, he wanted a consumer printer, okay, for, for his house. His old printer broke. Okay. There are almost no damn printers. Hmm. There's been a run on damn printers. So many people working from home. Well, and- For consumer printers. Yep. And, and there are all kinds of other things that people are talking about like that. Like, apparently, if you if you need a new appliance- like if your stove or refrigerator oh, breaks, you're listen, screwed right now. Listen, so many people last year decided, oh, we're stuck at home. 
and we're having to be at home. Well, let's upgrade the appliances. Listen, I ordered a refrigerator last year, a refrigerator at Best Buy that I placed the order in early August. Okay, it didn't arrive until late May of next of the following year. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, this, this it's ridiculous. It took nine months. Nine months. Construction materials, just about everything. I was talking to somebody talking about, you know, just in terms of any construction, any type of construction materials, lumber, eh, whatever. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, the Europeans right now are struggling with, like, shortages of natural gas. Um, it's just everything's fucked up right now. And and it's going to take, well, and then, you know, and this a while. Tie, this ties into inventory inflation, levels right? get, huh? This ties into inflation as well, right? Yes, of course, because a lot of people all of a sudden are going in and they're like, wait a second, I, I, you know, uh, well, I need this now. So they're bidding up prices of everything. Right. Like, like if you did have the situation right now, like, let's say my, my refrigerator breaks tomorrow. Right. And you know, the few people who have it in stock could like raise the price way up and say, yeah, you want a refrigerator right now? You're going to pay out the ass for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. And and you're like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? I need a fridge. The fuck am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, the whole thing with, with, with what's going on with cars. Right. Hell, used car prices, Sam. Used car prices have gone absolutely insane. Okay? Look, I typically you buy a new car. And in the U.S., it's been something that it's right. normal, that it loses a lot of value. In other countries, it hasn't been as much the case, okay? Um, car, car prices, used car prices were a lot more stable. But in the U.S., because we had so much supply of cars on a regular, on a, a, regularly, well, prices just, just collapsed, on, you know, like when you bought a car. Usually, like, in four years, you easily lose 50% value in a car. And, like, right now... It's like, I bought this car. I bought a new car that was about almost a year right now. I can mm -hmm. basically sell it for close to what I bought it for. Which is insane. I've never had that happen with a car in my and, life. And there have even been stories of some people being able to sell it for more <laughs> than they bought it for. Yeah. Yes. 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 On a whole bunch of hot models. Yes. So, it's one of those things that it's just, you know... And, and the thing is that until it, it, it's like almost like I feel like it's kind of like the virus itself and the waves. We're having these waves of demand, doubt, whatever. Until everything gets back to normal, it, it's just it's we're going to keep seeing these the, this pressure on everything. Okay. Well, that was going to be the question, of course, is how does this get unwound? How long does it take to get unwound? <laughs> I, I say, you know, I've seen estimates, and I, I think I happen to agree that I don't think it, this shit is not going to normalize until 2023. I mean, we're, we're... And that, of course, depends on how the pandemic goes as well, right? Exactly, yes. That sort Absolutely. of assume Does that 2023 assume, the, like, the best case for the pandemic itself? Like, it goes away pretty quick, and now we're... I don't know about a best case. I think that, you know, a lot of people that are, that are, that are you know, that are medical you know, experts in terms of like just the, the what 
I don't know. I think optimistic case. I'll tell you optimistic case. I saw somebody, yeah, was this the last wave of the pandemic in the U.S.? And I'm like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I say that's the optimistic uh, uh, optimistic case. But if you look at other people, they're saying that this is not going to be, you know, if you're looking at it more objectively based on how pandemics have happened in years past, I, I mean, this probably it's going to drag into well, and how much does the supply chain stuff at this point depend on the pandemic stuff? Like well, it if, happens when you've got like, look, when you've had, when you keep having situations where places have massive outbreaks that lead to lockdowns, that lead to to places having to shut down uh, because of the pandemic, then that is that it is it has been a big influence on what's going on um, in terms of the supply chain. So they are intertwined. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's I, I'm I'm agreeing with the experts right now that are saying that this is not going to normalize into 2023. And let me tell you something another another wrinkle to this: Brexit also made this worse. Okay, as much as you know, look, because because the disruptions from all the changes in, in Europe with Brexit have have, have created, you know. It's been another element to this, okay? It, it, it just, it, it's just, maybe it's not a, a big element, but it certainly, it sure as hell shit didn't help. I'll tell you what. Right. To have the disruptions that have been happening in the UK as well happening. And, and are those rippling out from the UK as well, or mainly focused on the UK? No, 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 they've rippled out. Listen, there's also some energy, listen, you want to talk supply chain. China's having issues with with industrial production as well because of shortages of supplies for energy, where they've had to cut energy to manufacturers by about twenty percent as well because it, because of shortages of coal. Um, that's been an issue. Um, and and that has been pandemic related. And so, so that's cutting also production. So therefore, it goes back into this ripple effect about it. You've got energy shortages. You've got energy shortages in Europe, and you've got energy shortages in China. Then you've got the the, the surges. Then you've got a shortage of microchips. Okay, which is caused in part because of the energy shortages. I mean, it's just a complete fucking cycle of. No energy. You can't produce the basics. The basics go into the big stuff. The big stuff's not, not there. Then all of a sudden, oh yeah, we get a huge surge of it. It goes into, tries to go into the shipping lanes. The shipping lanes are like are, are, are like clogged, so you can't get the stuff through. It's just it's it, it's it's a really shitty situation. And and it's it, look until like i said it, it's gonna take a while to get to normal i really don't think that we will see something like where we put this in the rearview mirror until 2023 i really don't now what are the you know i i briefly mentioned you know this is related to inflation etc cetera, etc cetera. what what are the greater economic implications is this gonna like on the one hand it, it it's weird and is booming Right. So that sort of indicates good things for the economy. But at the same time, like, so what, what are we even talking about here? Happy growth as everybody recovers? Are we in for another recession? What are what's going on? You know, I was thinking about this earlier and I'm thinking that there, there might be the possibility of another um, slowdown. But um, but look, but on the flip side, 
governments have been just keep keep tossing in money, which is one of the reasons also why inflation is higher than it's been in like infrastructure. Forever. You got infrastructure coming in. Um, look, I, I, there. Listen, this constrains growth. There is no way that growth could be as fast as people would, you know, would like when you can't get supplies of stuff. It's as simple as that. So it's tough for growth to reaccelerate. Um, but and that's also related to labor shortages as well. Yeah, people have also talked about all the people who are are quitting or saying that you know they're not going to go back for what they were paid before. They want more. All of this kind of stuff going on as well. But there's a child care crisis situation as well with all of this yep. is, uh, uh, related to this. A lot of women, you know, because of the situation, have basically given up, given up working because they can't get reliable child care. And the family situations have gotten way more complicated. Um, all those, all, all those connections were were disrupted. And that's another one that's going to take a couple of years, I think, for for things to settle back down. And, and because because a lot of women, because it wound up being almost entirely women, for the most part, left jobs because of childcare situation. Well, that 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 also exacerbating the labor shortage in many areas. So it, it's it's like I said, a lot of things going on. From the basics to to and products, transportation's an issue, labor's an issue, and I don't see how this this gets rectified really, because because of the ripple because of how how the ripples are, it, it just doesn't get fixed for for a good while. We're still we're we're still going to be living this for 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 quite quite some time at this point. Okay, uh, any last thoughts on that, or should we uh, wrap it up and move on? I don't know. I, not not for me. Do you have any? What what what's been? Let me let me ask okay. you this question. You you talked about. I mean, I had issues that I that I experienced with like. I mean, I I wound up with a shipment being sent to Portugal. Like that was supposed to go to Brazil. For some reason, they thought that was the best way to get it to to Brazil. Uh, I I had issues with like getting shit like delivered. Like as I mentioned, is with the. Your refrigerator took took nine months. What if you? I mean, I've had other stuff. What have you experienced that is that is the only been a big delay? The only thing I can point to is before this whole pandemic started. Like I had essentially gotten used to almost everything that I ordered online would be here in two two day shipping or less, right? Almost everything. Yep. All the time. Yep. It was the rare item that I would pick that had any time frame longer than that. And, you know, it had only been like that for a couple years. I mean, it used to be that there were some things that were one or two day, but lots of things were still, would still take longer, right? But it had gotten to the point where almost everything was two day or less. That's not true anymore. There, you know, just in terms of my normal household orders for whatever... I'm ordering all the time. And, you know, we're a family that for many years (laughs) has ordered almost everything online. You look at our porch, it's covered with boxes almost every day, right? And, okay, part of that is because sometimes it takes us a little while to bring the boxes in. But most of it is due to the fact that, yeah, we're ordering shit all the time. 
you know, stuff that like you might otherwise go to a store. We don't go to the store. We <laughs> order it online. We get it. It gets delivered, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's been true for years and years. Um, but now I, I definitely have noticed since pandemic that even though for the most part, like there, there was a time period where things were heavily in flux last year, like spring 2020 when this was all hitting. But things sort of normalized since then, but I they have not gotten back to where they were. I'll give you an example. Today, my uh, I needed to order a new external hard drive. Yeah. Uh, in this case, you know, first of all, my son goes through these things like butter, okay? Like he's filling them up with his videos. And so, but my daughter also needed one. So I, I ordered the new hard drive and this is one of the kinds of things I would have expected would be here in 48 hours, no matter what. Um, it, it was a, a six terabyte Seagate external hard drive. And so the estimated delivery time was not like, okay, it'll be here in 48 hours, whatever. It was a time range that they gave me that was, it'll be here sometime between Saturday and next Wednesday. Jeez. And, and, you know, that's that's still not too bad. Like, you know, it, it's not like I need it this very instant. However, like, that's not how, like, a, a, you know, before the whole pandemic, I, I would have potentially said, okay, I'm not going to buy that one then. I'm going to buy something else because it's really strange and unusual that it's going to take that long to get here. Uh, but now I'm like, okay, I, I could have done some of that. I could have gone with a different brand or whatever, but I was getting the one the wire cutter recommends right now, blah, blah, blah. And they, they had actually just updated their hard drive recommendations on the 14th. So on October 14th. So great. Like whatever. I was getting the one they recommended and I wanted it at that specific size. I could have gotten it sooner if I'd gone, you know, for this, for the four terabyte instead of the six, but whatever, you know, it's like, and I've, I'm bringing this one up as an example because I did it today, but I've seen this over and over and over again. There was, um, some other product I wanted, um, uh, last month or something. Um, you know, oh, I, I know what it was, you know, I, those of you who remember, you know, uh, over a year ago, my dog knocked me down the stairs and, you know, knocked a couple of my fingers out of whack. Okay. And I'd been going to, to, you know, physical therapy, you know, to, to fix that. But one of the things that I did was, you know, they, they make these little devices that just measure the angle of your finger. And I'd been doing that on a regular basis to track it. And, uh, you know, at some point, you know, at, 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 the angle of my finger. Well, here I I'm, I have my finger showing in, in an angle right now that's pretty straight. I think you know. Anyway, all right, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, the the point is, like when I first um you know did this to my finger like a year ago, and you know the physical therapist was measuring it when I whenever I visited her, um I was like I want one of those for home. So I found it online. I ordered it. I had it like the next day or two days later or whatever. Um, my, my son subsequently lost it. Like, I'm sure it's somewhere in my house, but he was playing <laughs> with it and who, who the hell knows where he was, where it is now. Um, and I actually, um, I am, okay, I'm, I'm on my third one, but 
Anyway, uh, I, I went to order another one like last month because I was like, I want to start measuring it again and, and track my progress because I'd sort of fallen out of that and I couldn't find the old one. Uh, so I went to order it and it was like a three week delivery time time period. Damn. You know, and it was, it was the, the only one they had. Of it. There were a couple other models, but the one that I'd had before and was used to and whatever, it was like a three week delivery time. And I'm like, what the hell is this? The Dark Ages? Like what, what's happened with that? And I'm sure it's the kind of stuff you're talking about, right? Yep. Um, yep. And then of course I used it for several weeks and then my son lost it again. Well, of course I, I, I once again, don't have it. I mean, I'm sure it is probably actually somewhere in this room that I'm sitting in right now, but God knows where. So I'll probably end up ordering another goddamn one and it's going to take a month to get here. And and this is the kind of thing like, and, and you know, when you get to more obscure products, sometimes you expect, okay, fine. That one's going to take a week, you know, whatever. But like there, the percentage of the things that I buy on a regular basis where the time frame to get them is longer, or even in some cases where it says like, you know, you can order this now and we'll update you when we know when you'll get it. <laughs> you know, there've been a couple like that. And I'm like, really? Like, you can't even tell me, you know, um, right. You know, but get in line if you want one, uh, you know, and, and you know, that, that's, that stuff is definitely going on. Um, you know, and some, some products are better than us. There's obviously still plenty of stuff I can still get overnight or today, but the percentage of things where you look at it, you go to order and it's like, okay, it'll be there in a week, it'll be there in two weeks is higher than it used to be. Right. Well, well, this is, like I said, it's the byproduct of what's going on and uh, we're going to be living this for quite a little while longer at this point. So, okay, well, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about all of that political stuff. Back after this. No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is... The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening (music) 
and the best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okay, we are back. Um, And I mentioned all this Democratic stuff. I wanted to... Let's start, rather than on any of the like specific things that's going on, um, there's this... Who's the guy? Let me make sure I have the right guy. Um, <laughs> a political analyst named David Shore, S-H-O-R, um, who has been talking about this, but this week, uh, Ezra Klein in the New York Times wrote an article about this. The title was, David Shore is telling Democrats what they don't want to hear. Uh, it was published on October 8th, and it basically summarized this debate where David Shore was you know, was pushing for one particular way of looking at things, and various people were, you know, Telling him why he was wrong, okay? But basically, the his basic idea is, to, to put it in the simplest way possible, is Democrats support a huge, a huge range of policies. They should just look at the polling and talk a lot about the ones that are popular and shut the fuck up against the ones that aren't. Can I, okay, I, I know you wanted to bring this up, but can I just say something about this? Yes. This is the dumbest fucking argument I've heard in a long fucking time. <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me. Because this shit doesn't fucking matter anymore. Okay, yes. And if that wasn't proven by the last couple of election cycles, then this guy needs to get his, I mean, I'm sorry, but some people need to get their head out of their ass. But none of this, n- that shit doesn't matter. If policy mattered... Okay, Donald Trump could not have gotten as many fucking votes as he got in the last damn election. So one of the examples they gave uh, that's used to illustrate this is Obama had a bunch of issues that he had opinions on, um, but they did some polling and discovered that Obama's opinions on immigration weren't all that popular. So he basically shut up and didn't talk about immigration very much. And that kind of worked for him. Um, and I, I kind of worked for him in, in what fucking way? Well, there, there are, what did it get? Did it get, did it win him the midterms? It, 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 no. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it allow him to keep the Senate? No, no, this 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 was it, about the, the argument was specifically about his original election, not the later. Stuff. Okay. To, here's the problem. Okay. You you know, hasn't anybody realized that all of that data that we gathered for that fucking election and almost all elections prior at this point right now doesn't fucking matter any fucking more. And and here you, you are hitting like some of the main criticisms of what he said. There there are a couple, right? One is that polarization is just so damn high that none of these things matter at all. Exactly what you're just saying. Yeah. Um, another is, hey, you know, the opposition has a say in what's in the conversation as well. So, like, you may not want to talk about immigration. 
damn well, you y- you know that Trump's going to bring it up. But listen, you turn on Fox News and they're, they're listen, you turn on Fox News and this is what they're doing. Okay. Yes, exactly. There, there was the other day. The, what was it? The Idaho governor went to the Idaho governor. Explain to me why the fuck he needs to be involved. Flew to Texas to have some fucking meeting about border security. Like, yes, I know Idaho is so fucking overrun. They were talking about today about the country being overrun by Brazilian immigrants right now or some other shit, some other ridiculous horse shit. Okay. I'm like, this is what they were talking about. Okay. Nonstop. This is what they this is what they bring up. It doesn't it, like oh because we shut up about immigration doesn't mean that they're going to that they're not going to be talking about it because what they're doing is just riling up all these racist misogynist psychopathic assholes. Look, look the Democrats first of all the Democrats are kind of shitty at messaging, but even if they were better, you know, they can't control matter. the narrative. You know, they, you know, for exactly the reasons you said, half the population is watching Fox and is going to be going off whatever Fox is saying about it. And, you know, what are they going to do? Ignore that? No, they have to respond to it in some way. And so you you can't just manage it on, on messaging. Another criticism of this was that, okay, messaging's nice, but if you can't actually deliver on it, then people are going to think you're full of shit anyway. And so that's where we come into things like, you know, what's going on with the infrastructure bill and all this kind of stuff, which is that the general populace isn't paying attention to all of the Look. back and forth details <laughs> and the Republicans are blocking it. <laughs> no, no, all they, they don't know, care. All they, they don't know, fucking care. All they know is we elected the fucking Democrats and they haven't gotten jack shit done. And, and I, I say that, you know, the... <laughs> People say, "Look, the um, but what about listen, the what about the listen. rescue package early in the year, right?" Well, they've done some polling, and like most most people are like, "Rescue package? Oh yeah, you, those checks I got. Who who did those? I don't know. They just sort of happened." Okay, what was one of the what was what would the Republicans say was one of the biggest accomplishments it, it legislatively? In their four years under Trump. Their only one was the tax cuts. Let me ask a question. How popular were the Republicans after they ta- when they passed the tax cuts? That was their low point. Right. And they actually did and delivered on what the fuck was their agenda. Well, they didn't get rid of Obamacare. That was the other now, agenda piece. Oh, yeah. And that would have made them wildly popular. <laughs> listen, if there, if there was another... Listen... I guarantee you this. The thing would have gotten slaughtered even worse if they had done that too. Okay? Uh, most likely, I think. Yeah. Because this is one of those things where uh, by the time they got around to killing it, people had started to like it. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and not just that. That when they when they, when, when they get, would get told that the shit that they don't have anymore was because the fucking Republicans yanked it away, that would piss off a lot of people because they would all feel it. Right. It, this is one of these things that it creeps into you and you don't notice it, but when it's because it was the implementation was slow. But if it's all yanked away at once. So therefore, I, you know, I really this shit about. 
oh, the legislation and whatever. And oh my God. And well, the polling is not that great right now, man. And I'm like, uh, look, I got to tell you something. If there's one fucking thing that I've seen with this is that none of this shit seems to matter anymore. I mean, you know, I know that we've tortured ourselves for years thinking that, you know, all these details had been important and they have been important before. But when you get a president that, you know, a president like Trump that basically had negative approval ratings for his entire presidency. And the only fucking reason that that son of a bitch lost is because he managed to, you know, kill about half a million Americans. Yeah, I I, I, I am 100 percent convinced at this point, if we had not had the pandemic, Trump would still be president right now. Yes. Yes. Which means, Yvonne, 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 I have figured it all out. Yeah. It is clear that the pandemic was caused by Hillary Clinton. It was her master plan. No, that's it. Well, that's it. You figured it out. Yeah. Together with the Chinese back in the lab. She was working with the Chinese and, oh, no, and, and, and Hunter Biden was clearly involved. Well, Hunter Biden's laptop had all the secret plans. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. No, no. I think, look. Yeah, one of the things is, though, that I think you're absolutely right. The number of people who slosh from Republican to Democrat based on policy issues is smaller than it's ever been before. But things are also really, really close right now, which means those small differences can matter. But I I think that it goes back. But I but I think it goes back. I, I think it goes back and look, I, I think that what what happened on the you know, the pandemic was an energizer of of people, I think, on the Democratic side to that crystallized how bad it was to have Trump and how bad it was to get let him to we needed to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Not it, there, sure there were some people that shifted their votes, but I think it it was that was a bigger uh driver but yet at the end look at what happened the polarization was so big that trump lost but yet got what 10 million more votes or something than he did before yeah because everybody came out to vote more right which by the way in part was because it was made easier to vote because of the pandemic right you know people did more vote by mail more um early voting etc etc as pandemic precautions and that made made across the board increases in participation right and so i i really think that more than anything whatever the hell i i I don't know that any of this policy shit really matters to anybody not one fucking thing well and and the interesting the interesting part on that like like i said i i I look at the example of the pandemic relief bill that passed very early in the Biden administration and the polling that shows that even the that people don't know, like people don't know that that was a thing that the Democrats pushed and the Republicans uniformly opposed, even when they're getting the checks <laughs> in their mail. <laughs> and they're, and they're, and they're, well, in direct deposit, or direct deposit, whatever. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're getting money and they're like not realizing, oh, yeah, that's the Democrats that did it. Yeah, and you can say that that's a failure in democratic messaging, but also like how republic republicans who voted against it were taking credit for it once it started flowing. 
That's correct. Yes, that is absolutely true. And the, the and the you know so yes, the, the democratic messaging is not great, but also people don't pay attention. It's only junkies not, like right. us that know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yes. And and like I said, in the situation of like you know there there there's been polling lately among Democrats that you know are fed up over the Democrats not delivering after they were put in office because the whole delivering what anything, you know, like specifically like, you know, all, all the kind of stuff that's in the the infrastructure and everything else, which may still come, but like, well, I think that, I think that I, I am, I, I really believe that that will happen. It's, it's, it, 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 it the size of it, I think the size is, of it is, and is which debate. things are included are all still right, in talks, but, but, but it is going to happen. Well, okay? and by, by the but way, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add that on messaging. Like one of the criticisms specifically on infrastructure bill and how the Democrats are selling it is that they've allowed the entire debate to be framed on the number. You know, is it, is it six trillion? Is it three point five trillion? Is it two trillion? Listen, is it one and a half trillion? I don't think it matters. No, but let, I, I don't let, think let, let me let me give you the the counter to that. So people are like, you know, you should be talking about what's in the bill and what's it going to do and blah blah blah. Yeah, push, yeah, yeah. Like people fucking pay attention. Look, a like I people mean, pay on. attention, but also B structurally, one of the reasons they can't do that yet is it's not done yet. They don't know what's going to be in it. One of the points of contention right now. Is like you on the one hand, you've got the progressives saying, "Hey, let's just cut the whole thing from from ten years to five years and cut the cost in half that way, but keep everything." And then you've got Mansion and Cinema still sort of pushing, "No, no, don't cut it from ten years to five years. That's bullshit. Just pick some things and leave them out." And so, like, if you've still got that kind of negotiation going on, it's not like you can even like go to the public selling the package because you don't know what's fucking in the package yet, right? But it's not just that, Sam. Look, I mean, come on. How many infrastructure weeks have we had in the last five, six years? <laughs> Thank you very much. Does anybody even do what the hell Trump wanted in his infrastructure bullshit package? I don't think it ever got know. to the. I don't think it ever got to the point where he knew what he wanted in it. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't think again the details of the infrastructure package. For the most part, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a fuck, flying fuck. I mean, it's just, I, I, you have this electorate right now that the only things that, that drive them are uh, just, just wedge issues. Yeah. Basically. You want to beat the other side. Yeah, but that's it. And so if you forget about any of this shit, it, it, well, forget about it in terms, not that I don't want it done. We, it, it needs to be done. Okay. All right. But. You put that aside, and you focus the fucking election on that. On what the hell... That's the only thing you can. The, I, I mean... It's the only thing you can do. Nothing else fucking matters. I mean, like we just talked about, even if you, like, pour money into people's bank accounts, they don't even yes. know that it's yes. because the Democrats were pushing for that and Republicans didn't want it. That's right. And, and that's, like, the... That's like the most obvious thing you could possibly go I mean, with. It, there's a fucking direct deposit in your motherfucking bank account. <laughs> and people are like, I mean, how more obvious? They were just lining your fucking pockets with money and they still don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so, 
I think you're right in terms of when we get to 2022 and when we get to 2024, even further out, it can only be about, you know, do you want to re-enable Trump or not? And the Democrats have to sort of get out the vote and get their people the fuck out to vote because they're like, look, if you don't, like, look, and, and I've said, I, I'm very pessimistic on this in terms of like the Democrats' chance of retaining the Congress after 2022, just because of historical trends and mid midterms and all this kind of shit. But like, if the Democrats are going to have any hope of keeping it, then they can't be arguing minutiae about, didn't you like the results of the such and such bill? They have to take something out of the Republican playbook and scare people about what will happen if you let the fucking Republicans take over and get the fucking vote out. Right. Exactly. You, you have to be. That's it. That's you, it. That's it. And that's it. Everything else is fucking irrelevant. Yeah. You have to tell people like, look, uh, if, if, if you let the Republicans take over the Congress, what's happening in Texas now with abortion, that's the whole damn country. Have fun. Yeah. You know, you have to you, you have to tell them that uh you know any chance of anything you know positive for you know uh for the gay and lesbian community out the window. Fuck that, forget it, it's not happening. You know, you, you have you have to like scare people with the, you know, they're going to steal the election crap. And uh, I, I and I honestly think there's a there's a decent chance of them doing all kinds of shenanigans that make a difference. But you know you have to. It, I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't true, but that's what works right now. Is you know you're not convincing the people in the middle. I mean, okay, there's some people in the middle to convince, and you have to get some. Them. Some there's some, but a huge part of this is going to be you need to make sure your people are incredibly motivated to get the fuck out. And, you know, they're not going to be right. motivated about your legislative promises because, frankly, you know, they don't believe any of those things are ever going to happen. <laughs> you know? No. And, and, you know, so you have to do it the other way. And I, I don't like that, but I feel like that's the truth right now. That's the only thing we got. Oh, w except one other thing, which is... Which is? Donald Trump this week... And hopefully he'll do it some more. But he was out saying, unless they fix the 2020 election, Republicans should not vote. Yay! Go Donald! And frankly, it was him talking that way that got those last two Democratic senators in Georgia. You know? Right. He, he... Yeah, but we need more of that. He was discouraging Republicans from going out to vote in those senatorial races. And frankly, yes. like, you know, I, you know, I said the Democrats best hope is scaring people. Maybe not. Maybe the Democrats best hope is Donald Trump telling Republicans to stay home because elections aren't trustworthy. Yes. Go Donald. Go Donald. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, okay. Mo moving on from the raw politics. I did want to mention, a couple other things um, in terms of like the Democrats as they are in charge, right? Um, one is uh, the congressional committee involving the January, the congressional committee investigating the January 6th events put out a bunch of subpoenas. Um, Bannon uh, was not complying with it. A few others 
sounded like they weren't going to, but then it sounds like maybe they are a little bit. It's unclear. Um, but Bannon for sure was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Trump is exerting executive privilege, uh, which, by the way, <laughs> only the current executive can exert that privilege, <laughs> but whatever. Um, and Bannon said, like, unless there's a court order, I'm not coming. Um, and there was there was some criticism of the committee for not sort of responding immediately as soon as the deadline was passed. Um, but they have now... Uh, they're reconvening the committee in person to vote on a contempt resolution against Bannon, which is the step that they need to do officially to to pass it on to the Department of Justice. So now I don't you know, then there's the question of what will happen at DOJ. Will they take it up? Will they do that? Um, some of the committee members are sort of uh, strongly saying um what what what's the attorney general? Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, uh, are saying yeah. you know Merrick Garland needs to do this. He has to do that. The DOJ has traditionally uh, said that it's sort of their prerogative whether they want to or not. Uh, but they're trying to push him really hard to actually like give this teeth because frankly, if they don't, then it's just continuing the okay. Well, congressional subpoena means nothing. Anybody who doesn't want to yeah. do it doesn't have to. Um, and so, and so we'll see what Garland does, right? Um, his, his, his record so far, um, has been, let's just put it as very disappointing to folks who wanted sort of an ag aggressive investigations into the previous administration. Uh, he's defended uh, a variety of Trump administration actions in court that were left over. Uh, he's, he, he, he's on the, uh, on the, January 6 prosecutions um at least so far it looks like they're going after all the sort of people who were directly caught at the event but there hasn't been any significant at least public motion towards going after organizers um and trying to draw dotted lines to like you know, was there was any of this organized from the White House or people there or people in Trump's circles? Like maybe they're still investigating those things, but it certainly hasn't come to the surface yet. Uh, and so a lot of people are getting really antsy about Garland uh, being too much focused on, hey, we want to get back to normal and we don't want to do anything that looks like it might be political because we're going after people who were in the previous administration, regardless of what the case was. Um and I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I think this is what we predicted, right? I mean, like the administration, like the last, I mean, Biden's whole campaign thing was trying to get back to certain normalcy. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and I think that the last thing that I, I really believe that they want to be seen is like some politically motivated prosecutions. And, and, and I the, think the, the, pro the problem is, it's just as politically motivated if there is a case there and you decide not to because you're afraid of looking political as it is if you're going after somebody because you just want to and there is no evidence. Look, I, 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 I mean, the, the counter argument, yes, I think th this is kind of what we predicted. We said, look, the administration is going to be very reluctant to do anything really overt and aggressive against the previous administration because they're afraid of looking political. 
Um, however, at the same time, if you, if you don't hold people account, if you, if you don't hold people account for actual wrongdoing, then you're giving a green light for anybody who wants to do it in the future. Look, I I think the, but, but the problem is that, that, that job is political as well. And so whether you want it to or not, it's not, it's not, it's not a hundred percent blind justice. And so it's not blind justice, period. And so the the issue that you've got is that there is no real way that an aggressive investigation into what the Trump administration doesn't look like a political witch hunt. You're right. I mean, even if you have a mountain of evidence slapping you in the face, yep. if you take it yep. up on that, the the half, the almost half of the American public who is was supporting Trump in the last election is going to be 100% convinced it's just another witch hunt. And they're making this shit up and blah, 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 blah. And so I I understand, and, and, and from a political point of view too, you know, we talked about sort of riling up your base and getting them to turn out. Nothing would rile up the Republicans more th- than the Democrats in charge putting Trump administration people, let alone Trump himself, through a prosecution or jail or anything like that, you know, and even if it's completely justified, like if you want to, if you want to reelect Trump, what's the, what's the way to make sure his people are all out there and excited, blah, blah, blah. Make him an even bigger self uh, martyr than he makes himself to be. Exactly. And I think that applies to, you know, going after his his people too, his family, his uh, his f- former staff, right? Whatever. So even on this thing, where Bannon is quite clearly directly defying a congressional subpoena in a way and claiming a privilege that does not exist for him, because the Biden administration has specifically said we are not claiming executive privilege on any of this, and 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 executive privilege for Bannon, he's talking about conversations that happened while he wasn't in the government even. So, like, what is that even about, right? Um, but going after him, too, would look like a witch hunt, even though it's, it's, it's like, clear as day. And so I, I think what we said when we were talking, like, our prediction show and stuff like that, which was before the January 6th thing, but was that the Biden administration, and, of course, Biden is also very serious about the separation between the White House and the Department of Justice, so I'm... I'm presuming Biden's not calling up Garland and telling him what to do, but from, but from Gar, yeah, I know, a crazy thought, but from Garland's point of view as well, like, I feel like what what we said back then, and I still agree today, is that they will only engage in prosecutions of Trump administration or Trump family people if they feel whatever it is is so blatant. And so clear that they have no fucking choice. Right. Agreed. Where they're under political pressure uh, and and public pressure and the every day on the non-Fox news, you're hearing, what the hell are they doing? There's this clear wrongdoing and they're they're not going after it. Um, you know, in that kind of scenario, maybe they'll do it because they feel forced into it. Just like, you know, going back to the first Trump impeachment. You know, 
sure, there were some Democratic people in Congress who wanted to impeach Donald Trump from before he was sworn in, <laughs> including me. Um, but the Democratic leadership resisted and resisted and slow walk stuff and slow walk stuff until they had this Ukraine call that slapped them in the face and was so obvious and so clearly improper that suddenly they felt like there was no choice and they they had to let it through. I think you've got the exact same scenario in the Department of Justice right now. Like, there's all kinds of stuff you could go after Trump and his people about, but they're not going to unless it is so blatant and so impossible to ignore. Um, now, meanwhile, like the folks in New York, they've got a little bit more latitude, you know, the, the state level people, but from the federal level, nah, they, 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 they do not want to go after Donald Trump and will only do it if they're backed into it and cannot avoid it. Exactly. I, I, I completely agree. And, and that's, and it, and it makes sense because I, I, I do think that again, the political calculation or the impeachment, especially the first time it, 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 it politically it, 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 yeah, backfired. Yeah. It, ba it, it, it hurt. It hurt. And, you know, I, and this, you know, when we were talking about that impeachment and, you know, I remember saying, you know, Nancy's completely and totally right. Yeah. You know, it, as it turned out, Nancy Pelosi was right. Like the, uh, the Democrat, the Democratic position politically got worse every week. The impeachment was the top story. And you, you could look at it when you were looking at the presidential candidates. Uh, you know, this was still in the Democratic primary timeframe. And whenever you were looking at the, uh, head to heads against all the democratic candidates versus Donald Trump. It got worse and worse and worse. The longer this went on, the congressional, um, polls got worse and worse and worse as long as this went off. And only once it was in the rear view mirror, did the Democrats start gaining ground again. And I think you'd see the same thing with this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's a shame because what you'd hope is that Republicans would be like, oh, my God, look at all that evidence of wrongdoing. I can't support that person. But no, it's the exact it's the exact opposite. OK, I think we are at the end. Probably. Probably. Yes. Oh, would, would, would you like to go another hour? No, I, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> you know. We, we, we've done better at having slightly shorter shows under our two hour limit. Yes. You know? Yes, we have. Like uh, our target for these shows is between 90 minutes and two hours. And we've actually hit that a couple times recently. Amazingly so, enough. I, I, amazing. You know, I, 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 I credit, I credit the timer. If you say so. I think it has helped. Yes. It, 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 yeah, maybe. <laughs> a little. So anyway. The stuff at the end of the show, um, if you want to get in touch with us, go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. There you will find an archive of all our episodes, but also email, Twitter, Facebook, all of the links to all of the different ways to get in touch with us. So check that out. Um, and uh, yeah, in, in, enjoy getting in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you really like the show, there is also a link there to our Patreon where you can donate cash to us. And, you know, we, we like cash. Cash is fun. Yes. Um, and uh, if you... Uh, 
And at various levels, uh, on uh, and at various levels on the Patreon, we will mention you on the show. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug. And at two dollars a month or more on the Patreon, or if you just talk to us in the other ways a lot and ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeons Corner Slack, uh, which is a chat room where Yvonne and I and a variety of our listeners uh, share links, talk about the news, you know, just generally bullshit about whatever's on our minds. Uh, so Yvonne, in the last week, what are some things that we talked about on the Slack that we have not talked about on the show? Well, for example, I shared that uh, the Italian airline Alitalia went out of business. Officially. They're gone. Done. Out. That was one one story that we had. Uh, we also... Uh, I, I shared some stories about the UK energy crisis as more more things have been going on and so forth and so on. Uh, hey, we didn't talk about this, that uh, Texas governor went and like tried to ban all vaccine mandates, of course, because he's an idiot. Uh, you also shared a picture of this fucking dumb moron, Alan West. God, I can't stand looking at him. He's such an asshole. <laughs> anyway um it's because he was in the hospital for covid despite being one of the big you know doing a big anti-vax sort of yeah he's thing. such a fucking moron you know it, it, the, the the funniest thing I, I can imagine discussions at home because his his wife is vaccinated and so and he isn't and so i'm sure that this that was like very pleasant um we shared some more stuff on the on the pro- demands of the progressives, and others on the on on the infrastructure bill and so forth. We shared a whole bunch of stuff uh, about that. Uh, also shared we didn't mention today this news about President Clinton being in the hospital. Yep, yeah, that so. broke uh, just an hour or so before we started recording the show. Um, apparently, um, a UTI that spread a UTI that spread blah, blah, apparently a urinary tract infection that split that. That spread to his bloodstream. Okay, a urinary tract infection that spread to his bloodstream. Uh, he's been in the hospital apparently for a couple days now. He's being treated. He is quote unquote on the mend. So, yeah, non COVID, non COVID. Uh, I also shared the story. Uh, apparently, uh, well, well, uh, you know, Sam and I both went to Carnegie Mellon, and some of the people in our Slack as well. Um, the the son of the president of Carnegie Mellon. Died, drowned in the, in the. I think it was on the on the Monongahela River. Yep, I think that was correct. Was uh, that. Yeah, it's like that's very sad. Twenty eight years old. So yep. you know that was that was very sad. Uh, we talked about some tax stuff or whatever, and I I was like railing against the unemployment system and how basically they've made it. They they swung. They swung from where it was like uh, I shared some stories about how difficult it is, and where basically they swung from. Make it was so easy that everybody could could scam it, and now it's so difficult that even if you're a, a person like myself that's pretty technically savvy, can't even get a fucking. I mean, can't navigate it or is having difficulty. With okay. It. Um, speaking of it, wait, wait before yes. you move on. Yes. Speaking of in of. Speaking of employment and unemployment, Yvonne, do you have an update? Are, are you official yet? Do you have like all the paperwork signed and you're you're got a new job coming? I got oh yes, I will. I got a start date of October twenty fifth. Okay, uh, and I got a notice that I got my my background che- uh, my background check passed. I am surprised your background check passed. Given given that you do the show, you uh, I know I, I was surprised that that didn't come up. 
Anyway, no, nobody called but you're, me. But you are all official now, yes. starting Starting on October, October 25th, 25th. I, I should be employed again. Congratulations, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I did get okay. that. Uh, and anything else from the Slack? I, one thing that I, I mentioned to people, that I found that my five-year-old iPad with a clunky battery, I went to Apple, they looked at it, basically said, oh, look, oh, we'll, we'll just... Give us $99. We'll just replace the iPad. It has a new battery, but oh, our way of changing the battery is, uh, oh, our, our, our battery changing method is, oh, we'll just give you another one. Now, is, is it exact same model as the previous yes. one, but a new one? Yes. Can't beat that. I mean. And, and, and this was, this was out of warranty. It's five too, years right? old. Yeah. So well out of warranty. Yes. No, no Apple, Apple, Apple Care, no. all that stuff. That's like three years. Yes. So, so, so that that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, they said no. Well, 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 you know, mine is a pro, and it's you know not a common model. I said no. We, we you know, I put the order in when it gets here. Bring in your old iPad. We'll swap it out. That's it. You're done. Nice. So, so there you go. So that's that's kind of stuff that we've been talking about on on the Slack this week. You think I should try that with my iPad that I got like a year after they introduced the iPad? I mean, is the battery a problem with it right now? The need a new battery? Oh, yeah, I stopped. I, I stopped using it because like it basically. Well, I'm not sure if it's a battery. Okay, is there any physical it, like, damage on it that really like? It, is it physically look okay? You look at it, it looks fine. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I think so. Go over I there. Mean, they'll do it. Ninety nine bucks. Like, well, like the thing is, I'm not sure it's entirely the battery. Like. The last time I tried to use this, which they by the way, the test. The la- l- 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 wait, let me make may- let me make this absolutely clear. The last time I even tried to power on this thing was before your five year old iPad was even built. Okay, hmm. um, and the last time I tried to power it on, basically, it would like it would work for like two or three minutes and then reboot itself. Well, here's the thing. You can check whether it's eligible for that by going on the Apple website and uh they they will if you put the serial number information, you can check before you go over there whether it's eligible to do that. Okay. So, to be clear, to be clear, I'm not going to. It's so freaking old. Like if I want to engage in the iPad experience again, I'm going to buy a new iPad. It's like it's so old it it wouldn't be even able to update to the latest version, it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Oh well, then well then no, then you don't want that. Mine is is updated to the latest version of OS. It works very well. It, it's just the battery life is. Uh, it's it's not even that the battery life is like non-existent. It's just that it's shorter. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot shorter. And so you know, I, I'm like, and they were like, oh yeah, no problem. I I keep I keep wondering every once in a while, especially when they just release a new one like they did a few weeks back. Um, I'm like, should I try an iPad again? And then I'm, I end up being like trying to think through like the scenarios in which I might use it. And especially, I I don't know. I I always think like, okay, at this point, everything I want to do is either covered by my max pro size phone or my iMac or, or possibly my work laptop. But like, I, I keep thinking that if I actually bought one, it would just sit most of the time. So I, I haven't. I haven't gotten one because I can't justify it to myself. Like, what are the scenarios where I would really go pick up this thing rather than use one of my other devices? And I, I know I know the scenarios that other people do that, but 
I can't like when I think about what I would do, I I feel like if I bought one, it would be underused. And so I can't justify it. I use especially when I leave the house and I'm with my laptop. One thing that I like is the sidecar thing because I can use it as a second screen for the laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And so almost every time that I'm that I'm like not here and I'm working somewhere else, I take it because it's it it it's it's great for the sidecar mm. uh, the, uh, uh, use. And then right. usually when I'm if I'm in bed and I want to look at some stuff, I want to see some. Especially if I'm traveling, the thing is I don't have my video or TV or my big computer at home or whatever. And sometimes I just want to watch like some some entertainment and stuff or whatever. And I'm like and I'm like you know what. I want to watch it on the iPad, not on my phone. It's too small. Yeah. I I mean, even before pandemic, I didn't travel, let alone now. So, but like, I could see that if I was traveling a lot, I would have a much bigger potential use case for this. And another thing is that it happens because I like sports. It happens frequently. And I've posted pictures on my social media about this, where my son decides to use the big, big TV in the living room all the freaking time in order to, to, to play or something or whatever. And there's a game on that I want to watch. And the iPad is a perfect small screen to, it's not, it's a lot bigger than the phone where it would be too tiny, but I could just plop the iPad there. It's a 12 inch screen. So I have a nice place where I could watch the game and still accompany my son while he's doing whatever entertainment he has chosen to do that is blocking me from using the big screen to watch the game. So, so it's things like that. So it's got, yeah. Anyway, as usual, like we, we were talking about stuff that we discussed on the Slack, yes. and as usual, we went on to some tangent sort of tangent about one Tangents? of those. Yeah, what, what's that? Yeah, I, anyway. I know. Anyway, all right. So I covered everything anyway. on the Slack. What about that? I covered everything on the Slack. That was that I think we should cover for this week. There you go, and that means we are really at the end of the show. So hey, everybody, uh, have a good week. Stay safe. All of that. Um, oh. I can't go without mentioning pandemic trends again. They're still going down. They're going down rapidly. We're very close to getting to be better than we were last year on a worldwide deaths basis. So cross your fingers that it all keeps going there. And, you know, but anyway, even though it's going down, stay safe, have a good week, have fun doing whatever you do, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later, Yvonne. Later. 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 Do-do-do.